Welcome back to a special edition of the Roll Blob Podcast presented by the Broken Anchor. You know us. I'm Cap. He's Andy. And now we got Coop in the mix. Coop, say what up to the people at home. What up, people at home? It's great to be on the Roll Blob Pod with Cap and Andy. With three musketeers now, the trifecta is complete, the holy trinity. And uh, just like they say, good things come in threes, like Andy. And I wish I could say I come in threes, but unfortunately... I strike out there too. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> Off to a great start, fellas. I said people at home. I should have included people in parking lots. I didn't mean to discriminate against Bruce Pearl. Uh, so my bad on that one or wherever the hell he was. Um, but I think we got a heater, boys. Andy, even for us, this is a hijack-ass quotient. This Super weekend high. was fucking electric. There <laughs> was so it. much jackassery coming from left and right. I really had no idea how to grasp it all. How do you grasp that? <laughs> it's, really it's a know. It's a lot, even for us. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it was jackassery in the Crosstown shootout is really all that happened this week. That's all I got. Yeah, those, those are the only sports that, that went on, <laughs> especially Sunday. One sport on Sunday. That's it. That's it. Just one sport. And golf. Uh, and just kidding. I sound like a fucking idiot. hate myself. Uh, but a qu- couple little PSAs here. So we added Coop on board. Um, we're excited for what he's going to bring to the table. I think he's going to add some good contrast to two high-volume, efficiency, blabbering idiots. We kind of have him as like a moderator uh, here to help us out. Quality control, all that kind of fun stuff. And he's just a content machine. Really excited what Coop's going to bring to the table. And then two, I'm going to kind of uh, review whore here, if that's okay with you guys. We're asking you humbly to rate and review the Roll Plot podcast if you appreciate what we're doing around here. Um, extra points if you just reply with a review how horny you are. Extra points. Here for that. If you do that, extra points, um, I will Venmo you 0.69 cents. Um, but if you appreciate it, it does a lot for the algorithms and all that kind of fun stuff. So um, talk about horny you are, please. We'd really appreciate it. Um, with that, Coop, uh, you want to pass the ball to somebody real quick? or uh... Like Fat Randy, let's <laughs> kick it over to Andy Mack. Boys, before we just talk about complete bullshit here, which we've got a lot of bullshit to cover, last night, Tuesday night, was a night of absolute college basketball bangers. We had the um, Big Ten ACC Challenge get all, get kicked off, and... I prefer get off. That's okay with you. <laughs> you know what? Good catch there. I'm really glad that I inadvertently said that. Yep, we all got Doing off. Doing Coop's job. Quality control. We all got off to some Big Ten and ACC. We had some good games. I mean, Ohio State knocked off Notre Dame. Um, so, Coop wins that match between him and I. Um, big uh, preview of the college football playoff. Uh, and then um, – Coop, this is where you come in. He's unraveling. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we Kansas, need you, Coop. Kansas beats Creighton. <laughs> I love it. Coop's already making an immediate impact. <laughs> immediate impact grad transfer. I fucking love it. Um, absolute bangers. The Creighton game was fantastic. Came down to three free throws from Marcus Zagorowski with his parents in attendance. Oh, man, so good. Brutal. Would have been a big win for the Big East, but just a great game. It was a, it was a phenomenal basketball game overall. 
And, like, hitting three free throws with the game on the line is a tough, is a tough task for anybody. It, I think that just shows how good Two Holloway was. Uh, like, I, I actually texted one of my group chats I was talking about the game with, and as soon as he got fouled, I'm like, he makes two of three here. It's Absolutely. really hard to make that third one. Absolutely. As we're recording this, Iowa just beat North Carolina. Um, definitely a little bit of contrast. The Tar Heels. <laughs> they did. A little bit of contrast on the court there. Uh, Iowa's how you would say a certain brand of toothpaste, notice, noticeably white. I mean, you can't – I mean, I didn't want to say it, but, like, you can't not notice it. Very, very full of high-motor guys, that Iowa roster is. Wouldn't you say? I would say we got a lot of coaches' sons, a lot of fundamentally sound guys, a lot of deceptive athletes. Very um, scrappy. Very scrappy, very heady players. I mean, and this is foreshadowing, we stand white guy synonyms. <laughs> I mean, you know what they are. <laughs> coaches' son, high motor, all that kind of shit. We stand, so uh, just keep that in the back of your mind if you don't mind. Illinois and Duke are tipping off as we speak. Um, keyword tipping. Iowa, or Ohio State and Notre Dame in an absolute heater. Uh, we'll probably have an update for you that here live in a couple in a little bit and then Penn State kicking the brakes off Virginia Tech early on um, but just a great night and then locally uh, note or I'm sorry Dayton and NKU had a very fantastic game super underrated game tonight did they yep uh, NKU took them deep lost by about four I think um, played their butts off in Dayton uh, really really good one so a lot of really good basketball um, before we talk about a lot of really good bullshit wait so you mean to tell and don't me forget that about the- Syracuse and Rutgers People sleep on Rutgers. I've heard they have a basketball program. I've heard, but I can't confirm. We'll have to talk to Marcus about that if we can. Well, um, the only reason yeah, I maybe. know Rutgers has a basketball program is because I now talk to Seton Hall people. I Dude, it, it's so funny to me the rivalries that these Big East schools want to have. Like Providence and Rhode Island and Seton Hall and Rutgers. Like, And as much as we give shit for Cincinnati, I'm not going to say it's like they're not, like the, they're not Duke UNC but they're at least like a competent rival. Like how is your rival fucking Rutgers? And like DePaul hates like um, Loyola. Fucking Loyola. I'm like, fucking Christ. Like get a real rival. <laughs> like, I even think about them. It, it's fucking that wild. That would be to like me. Xavier having a rivalry with like Miami of Ohio. Like that's our big rival. <laughs> Which we did in like 1994. Like James Posey and Wally yeah, Zerbiak getting after up. it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what are we doing? Um, yeah, Rutgers' basketball history is uh, – that Wikipedia page is a little – Wikipedia page is whoring out too. That's why I don't feel bad for it. I went to Wikipedia to do the season-by-season season shit. They're asking me for $2.50. What the fuck, Wikipedia? I don't pay you to ask me for money. What the fuck are we doing? I don't pay you to ask me for money. This is fucking bullshit. Um, <laughs> last little – Actual semi-sports news. Um, actually, all right, let's make a pick on the Duke-Illinois game before we, before we go. It's 2-2. Two to two. Who are we taking? Illini at Duke tonight. Going with the Cox. Coop? Probably Duke. Going Duke? I thought we were going to be United Podcast. I'm going Illinois. I don't th- – dude, Duke looks rough right now. We'll see what happens. I think Iodasumu is the real deal. Does it, is it just me or does it pain you guys watching former Xavier recruits just absolutely flourish? It hurts. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, C.J. Frederick was going off tonight, Dude, killing me. I, and like, he, he's a family friend. So, <laughs> I've like, heard it, that. It hurts. Wait, you know C.J. Frederick? I've never Dude, heard you talk about you've that. You've never heard me ever talk about Not it? Not yeah, one no. time. Let, let, let me go on about it. <laughs> he never talks about yeah, that. Uh, yeah, so for the people who don't know, and his grandpa and my grandpa are best friends. You know what? There's this guy named Leighton Schrand. I don't know if he – I think he's like from where close to you. I don't know if you know him or not, but – 
Had ne- never met him, never met him before in my life. All right. Well, Coop's rubbing his face. I think that's like the sign. We're starting to get some teammate chemistry here, saying, "Hey, cut the shit." Um, it, it's just Andy's been hiding this from us for so long. I know he literally never brings it up. Um, it's like the anti CrossFit. Like yeah, hiding? I know. Like, what, what, what are you doing? Like, I thought that was the what rule. What are you hiding in those dump trucks, Andy? <laughs> Cake. It's all cap cake, boys. Oh. Um, and then also, I, I, this pleased me um, in, in a sad way, kind of. Uh, the college football playoffs came. The college football rankings were updated. And um, it was just a real shame to me to see a new football school um, that's undefeated get passed up by a school with two losses. Just, um, I've been pissed off ever since I saw that. And, like, that really killed my entire night seeing my team in the number two slot. Mm-hmm. but an undefeated group of five team get passed up by a two loss big 12 team, mm-hmm. which it's, yeah. it's really fun. like one of their two, lo- like one of their two losses is fucking Louisiana Lafayette. <laughs> but that's, that's still better Louisiana than any American team. Well, they are, but like they're like 19th. Right. I know. <laughs> I know. And the only reason they're 19th is because I beat them. <laughs> yeah. That's Andy. That's imagine. Stuff. Imagine rooting for a team outside of the college football playoff top four. Could be not be me. Like, <laughs> I don't know be. what that's like. I've never, ever experienced that. How many games has Ohio State played? Like five? Four? Yeah, five. Three? Five. Two? Two? No, let me finish. Let me finish. Seven? <laughs> Dwight. <laughs> Sorry, we love a good office reference around here. Um, watch it if you haven't watched it, Julie. Um, but anyway, college football playoff was a very good time. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is um, Ohio State's basketball team going to catch up to their football team in games played this week? Uh, That's what yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, I, I would say so. I would say so. It's uh, – who knows? Ohio State, Michigan, of course, canceled earlier today. Um, I don't want to talk about it, but, uh, yeah, five games. They'll have at least six. Will they have seven? I don't know. There is an imposter among us. We do have one Ohio State football fan here. Um and his name is not Andy, and his name is not Cap. But that's okay. We'll discuss that later on the therapy couch. Um, but it, and that's one thing that's funny to me. It's like Xavier played more basketball games in like 10 days than Ohio State's played this entire fucking season. <laughs> oh, I know. It's insane. I was thinking about that uh, even after the uh, Xavier Invitational. I'm like, damn, Xavier's already like caught up to Ohio Rattling State. Rattling off games. I saw people pissed off that like, the DePaul game might get canceled. That'd be like our ninth game in like three weeks. Right, and it's one game against DePaul. (laughs) I know. It's like, dude, they need a fucking break. Yeah, Xavier's rattling them bitches off, dude, and I'm here for it. Best record in the country, baby. Get out of here. Carver Bible College has played nine games. This is their 10th. They played Charleston Southern today. They're 0-10 now. (laughs) 0-10. They're running the table. You only lose the games you don't play. Bible. (laughs) Michael Scott. Wayne Gretzky, Michael that's, Scott. That's fucking awesome, bro. Um, this is, this is going to turn into just <laughs> office episodes. We're just going to like just play like fucking uh, Mad Libs with office episodes here, I feel like, very soon. Um, okay, let's get to the bullshit. It's what we've all been waiting for. I can't take it anymore. Okay, so our, our boy, friend of the podcast, Marcus Walters. I forgot to mention, I've been on this high of having the biggest interview of our entire careers, Andy. Um, and I say careers jokingly because that's what you say all the time. Uh, but we're off, we're off a huge high here with Marcus Walters. And, uh, man, he's, he's on it. Buy stock. It, honestly, if you haven't bought stock, you touch yourself. And you're a dumbass. And you're a dumbass. You should have bought Marcus Walters stock a long time ago. Probably the most famous college basketball podcast, Titus and Tate. 
Um, <laughs> not only brought up Marcus Walters, but the scoop he got with the Mick Cronin video. I, that, I could not believe it. I absolutely could not believe what I was hearing. I love they, Titus. Did you eat the trash? <laughs> they, like, Tate fell for it. Tate I, believed it. I love it, dude. That was good shit, man. Marcus is a legend. <laughs> and you like could a- tell you could tell listening to him that they were going onto the profile while recording to be exactly. like are you talking about this tweet here <laughs> they were, yeah they were looking it, at marcus's kind face of, uh, yeah yeah it is kind of uh upsetting to me at least that you guys brought me on like literally a couple days after doing the marcus walters interview i feel like i could have contributed a lot there yeah. you never respond to my tweets or anything like that but uh and, you know, in due time, I'm sure I'll cross paths with him. Yeah, I felt bad. But it's like when you get a guy like Marcus, you can't delay that. You know, like we've had a couple of interviews where it's like we got to take what we can get. And that was all the availability that he had. I'm sure you understand. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. Like, it's not like we were trying to leave you out. It was, you know, this happened. We needed an interview. We're like, this, like, it all lined up so perfectly. We had to take it. We're not going to get that opportunity again. It, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just too. crazy. Yeah. The, we are sorry. Uh, I mean, what do you get? What do you guys think of that uh, Mick Cronin video? I mean, I, I personally couldn't believe it. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was just classy. I mean, I think Mick's just really showing signs of maturity. Honestly, signs of growth. Maybe he, maybe he has grown. He's like getting over the little man syndrome. He's reaching like five two here soon. Um, he's really growing on the inside and the outside, and he's just realizing that. You know, all this time he spent hating Xavier, he was hating greatness. And you can't spend your life hating greatness. So just end up a poor, miserable man. And I think Jordan Brand recognized that by giving UCLA, you know, the, the Jordan Brand sponsorship. They got the Jordan Brand before UC Before did. UC. I love that Puff the Magic Dragon is now the face of Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so did that's, he finally confirm that he is Puff the Magic Dragon? I've been asking that question for years. No, nah, we'll, we'll get Marcus on that beat, and uh, it's as good as done if that's the case. But I do love the fact that UC fans have wanted this Jordan brand thing done since they, since they left in, what, 2002, whatever the fuck it was. And <laughs> Mick Cronin's gone one year and then goes and gets the Jordan brand. Like, and they get Under Armour dropped. Um, so I think we, it might be time for Marcus to speculate who their, their new affiliation is going to be now that Under Armour bought them out and doesn't want to be affiliated with UC Bearcats anymore. Are we looking at a 90s Reebok? Are we looking at um, – you know, I, I think it's, um, a new, it, it's a new sub-brand of Jordan, I think, for UC because, okay, think about it. Their basketball program is now in shambles. They're the second-best team in the city of Cincinnati, and now their football team – for being a football school, drops in the rankings, even though they haven't lost. So it's actually the Crying Jordan logo printed on the front of the jersey. So it is still Jordan brand. It's just a new sub-brand called Crying Jordan. And that's I think that's probably what they'll end up going with, which they will be the first. Is that like a branch so campus? Cool. Or? Just like Benadryl, they'll be like the first. <laughs> that's way more important than basketball anyway. One thing that I can't get out of my head since we started talking about it, I'm sorry we're bringing this back up, rehashing. I can't get out of my head Titus and Tate going through their Twitters and looking at and looking at Marcus Walters's face as they read through a tweet about Tom the Tomato or about Bob the Tomato. Like I can't like <laughs> I can't look at Marcus Walters's face and not laugh. Like I wish you could have seen like how many times like Julie can attest to this. Like how many times that night I was just like Marcus Walters, you dog. Like it made my fucking night, dude. Like 
Oh my God, did I love that account so much. I mean, when you look at Marcus Walter's face, I mean, it's the face of credibility. Mm-hmm. It's the face of honesty. And I mean, really, to me, at least, it's just, you know, something you can trust. It's a, it's a brush. That's exactly a it. Breath of fresh air. That's exactly it. I just look at that face. I'm like, man, I will trust anything that comes out of that beautiful hey. mouth of yours, Marcus. Character counts. That it does. Bruce Pro. <laughs> All right. My last jackass thing, my last bullshit thing. Uh, Andy and I were talking to our boy JP Carlissimo and I don't I, I don't think this is real it could be but Tom Brenneman got picked up by some Puerto Rico station and someone re- retweeted and then JP tweeted uh the deep left thing in Spanish to that fucking to that fucking tweet and I about lost my fucking shit JP was really good for that one I was rolling like, I'm sitting there playing I'm in the middle of a Madden league game and <laughs> I see that and I just had to pause the game because I was laughing so hard I'm gonna need to hit up one of my boys from the Navy like one of my Spanish speaking dudes and get that read off in Spanish because I would absolutely fucking die I need that sound bite like I need the Tom talking and then like a translator over top of it like in Spanish it'd be fucking gold absolute content gold mine <laughs> you can't beat that shit that's next level absolute next level shit i just can't like that joke was what three months ago i haven't i have no concept of time since we've gone into quarantine i have no idea but it has not gotten old to me like when i see and there's a deep shot like i immediately laugh every time that will live forever (laughs) forever forever. can we feel like five years from now someone will be uh we'll just randomly see one out of nowhere and they just keep going with the trend again (laughs) <laughs> exactly i love it it'll never get old I'm, I'm happy for when it resurfaces every single time just like uh horny in the big east uh good sex in the big east like i can't wait for the big think, east season to start I think and trump, the shit out of that i think trump by the way should concede with tom brenneman's line so i don't know if i'll put on this oh. headset again i would be all in like let's run it back four more years i would try to change my vote yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm retracting my shit. For yeah. Sure. For Kanye, obviously. Um, all right, boys. Oh, yeah. Ready to go into shootout mode? I'm not saying we're, ent- we're leaving jackass mode, but we're ready to go into shootout mode. A jackass shootout mode, which is what really that's, – that's our, that's our brand. That's where exactly we live. why we're here. That's where we live. All right, you know what we are. We're Xavier yeah. fans. During the season, you're going to get a lot of Xavier talk around here. We, we normally like to lead nationally and then go into more locally stuff. More, more locally stuff. Wow, way to wordify you piece of crap um but it's, it's shootout time boys biggest game on the calendar i don't care bar none um nova games up there obviously it's not bigger than, than march madness but biggest game on the regular season calendar every single year in my opinion um the game i get most joy in winning the crosstown shootout um boys i say before we actually get in the meat potatoes of the game let's talk pregame if you guys want to let's break down the weekend yes there was so yeah let's walk you through the whole the whole yeah it's kind of like in the hangover when you kind of go like are going over all, all things that happened that's what we need to do because there's a hangover right now so first of all friday night was probably the wildest night i've ever had on the interwebs like first rick Browering tried to go twitter live and couldn't figure it out so that was an adventure in itself imagine not being able to go live like legit went like six times like me on a saturday afternoon like went legit like six times like dead dude like it was insane and it was funny because it was so much energy like immediately had like a hundred like a hundred viewers and just could not figure the shit out bro it was so funny a hundred people just sat there and watched them make an ass of himself trying to figure it out oh my god it was so awesome that shit sucks dude like 
it's kind of stressful running a live, but I can definitely hear where he's coming from. Andy, I'm passing the ball back to you. Sorry for, for stealing it from my own teammate there. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> so I remember sitting here and sitting there like, all right, he's got to figure it out. Like, Cap's going to – like, you DM'd him. You sent him, a like, a piece-by-piece, step-by-step video. Literally. And he still couldn't get it. <laughs> oh, friends don't let friends have androids, man. Brutal. Brutal. Uh, the entire time I'm sitting there thinking of the um of the beginning of season nine of How I Met Your Mother, when Marshall can't figure when Marshall's mom can't figure out how to end the um end the FaceTime or the the Zoom call essentially. Yeah. He's like, click on options. Dude, it and was bad. Options. It felt bad, bro. Like I felt bad for Rick. Like I'm sure we've all heard heard the story of like a professional athlete, like the moment they realize they ain't got it like they used to, like the retirement moment. Cause like, I was like, Rick's having his retirement moment. Like, I think I heard like, um, like Kenny, like, uh, Kenny Smith from the TNT crew was like, yeah, some dude beat me off the dribble. And I was like, I need to retire. Like I can't play like I used to. And like, I feel like Rick had like his, like, I'm old moment. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. But anyway, so then after all that shit, he's like, okay, we're going to do a zoom call. And I'm immediately like, this is a terrible idea. Awful idea. So he tweets out the zoom. Was my idea. I know, but, it, but he went with it. I mean, he's the one that took it. Bad advice from my number two. Well, you took it. Um, but anyway, he puts that shit out, and he's like, all right, Cat, blast that shit. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> bold strategy, first of all, having me blast out something that anyone can fucking join in open lobby. Bold strat. You know how many ass clowns follow you? A lot of ass clowns. A lot of clowns with the ass variety. So I blast it, and then before you know it, dude, like in the first, like, two minutes, there's just, like – Toy Story gifts going off, like salsa music. It's a fucking romp. Like there's little kids asking asking where Tammy is. So we're all like freaking out about Tammy. Like, dude, where the was, fuck is Tammy? Did we ever where find her? The fuck? Yeah, I, I put out the nine one one call on it. Yeah, we, okay. we put in a, we put in a wanted for it. Did Marcus point. confirm it? Uh, it is is Marcus confirmed? Um, per multiple sources. Um, but just absolute shenanigans. It took Rick like thirty minutes to get it on the rails. Um, and then it went until like three thirty in the morning. Andy. I was legitimately like in chest pains. Like, like I'm not even kidding. Like I laughed harder at that than I've laughed at anything maybe in a long, long time. Someone got a screenshot of me. Like I have the ugliest That screenshot is face. hilarious, bro. Your face is hilarious in that picture. Well, Dude, well, I remember it was like you and Brian Snow in like the, the <laughs> you, me, you, me, Snow, and Rick. Yeah. Like, so all I see is you and Snow. Then I open it up and I see that. And yeah. I just lost Dude, me. your face is funny as shit in that. Um, I move that that's a cross town tradition. Like every year, like just have the family Zoom. You know what I mean? And it's fun because it's like, it was respectful. You know, there were UC and Xavier fans in there and we yeah, were giving I mean, each other shit, but it wasn't good fun. It was you know, Chad like, Brendel and the entire yeah, group that Jed's a UC guy, Mo's a UC guy, like, but they were cool about it. You Mo know? was the best part. I, Mo was like, great. Sitting there listening to Mo, I, I was, I was kind of just sitting there with my jaw dropped and, uh, like like a kid in a, in a, in a candy store because I've always looked up to that guy from his uh Reds and Reds and Bengals yeah he's uh, good coverage yeah he's good uh so being there to hear his stories and just hear him talk about uh <laughs> the Crosstown shootout even though I'm on the opposing side it was just awesome yeah I, absolutely uh, and Andy anytime Rick would talk it's just this crazy salsa music would just go ape shit. <laughs> And 
and it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. And then you have like Shaggy and like Woody from Toy Story and like Carl from Jimmy Neutron, like doing the Macarena. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Like 12 year olds took over the Zoom call and you just love to see it. Um, Rick got bodied. <laughs> and I think that Coop was um, on an exclusive with Marcus Walters at the time. So um, he, he was obviously busy getting scoops. Um, so doing the Lord's oh, yeah. work behind the scenes. So we appreciate you for that, Coop. All right, boys, on, on to the actual game, if you're okay with that, Andy. Um, first of all, uh, in the first two minutes of the game, John Brand decides it's time to slide into third. Was he safe? I am going to say no. Dwan Odom said he was, he was safe, out. so I'll say safe. Oh, Dwan, Dwan, I mean, he's yeah. a better umpire. He had a better angle than I did. But, uh, dude, like, there was no one even there. Like, I ran it back multiple times, and, like, he didn't even trip on anybody, like, he just ate shit. It was his, it was his own feet. <laughs> he just ate shit. The ground bit him, dude. Sniper. So that was fall. Oh, he got sniped. That dude. We need to make a sniping video because that shit was perfect. Okay. I, I think I think he was trying to make a point. By the way, I think he this wouldn't happen. He would not have tripped over nothing on the hardwood if this game was played at Centos. I think that's the point he's trying to make. It was a ploy. There actually were a lot of people it tripping. Was. Colby Jones almost ate shit mid game. Uh, Ravanovskis, uh, Ivanovskis, Ravanovskis, just insert, you know, can I get a vowel, please? Uh, he tripped Very multiple high motor times. player. Very high motor. Definitely a coach's son, a European coach's son. Um, yeah, I think he was trying to make a point, Coop. Good call. It's all about the agendas, as we've learned around Yeah. Here. So I can get yeah. behind that. Good on you, John. But anyway, unless you guys have more bullshit, onto the game, if you don't mind. Actually, my clock into real, real go mode for like 10 minutes. Actually, talk about real basketball. All right, all right. real basketball analysis. Insert okay. here. Insert here. Who's going to give it to him? <laughs> grandma, you can start listening again. Uh, <laughs> it's not my grandma. Uh, the final love- time, like, it's my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> it's always grandma now. Uh, sorry, Andy. <laughs> did you just assume my grandpa's gender? <laughs> I did, and I'm proud of it. Um, welcome to 2003. I miss you. Uh, anyway, the game, first of all, the first half was crazy entertaining. Just good basketball. I mean, if you're not a fan of either team. <laughs> yeah, right. If you're just a neutral um, fan, which apparently I've heard people told me that neutral fans don't know the game exists. I just – I don't believe that, but people tried to push, push that agenda that no one cares about it. If you're a, if you're just a basketball fan, you enjoyed the hell out of that. Um, Keith Williams looked Dockage. really good right out of the <laughs> – God damn it. Now you brought up Dockage. Fuck Dockage. <laughs> We're not going to give him any time. <laughs> Fuck Dockage. That's it. Keith and Paul went back and forth early, and I was loving it. Was like the, the seniors who have been there before, this is their fourth shootout, and you, you could tell like they knew the meaning of this game, and they both wanted it bad right out the gate. I love seeing them both attack. Uh, Paul getting, in, getting the rim in just about every way possible. Beautiful, beautiful sight. Then Keith uh, getting started early. He had the first, what, like seven points for them? Keith came out rips Norton bro like I was afraid that Keith was gonna take it over um I thought that was really cool though seeing both seniors do it I mean it's a seniors game it is every single year I thought it was really cool seeing both players take it into their own hands especially from a Xavier fan perspective I think Xavier needs that I think we need Paul taking it into his own hands but I thought Keith looked really good in that first half really 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 good I'll begin to call him scary uh because like when I when I first because what what kind of made me feel comfortable was the fact that they were not a good three-point shooting team and then I see Keith just nail the first one he took. I'm like, oh, God, it's going to be like that. Well, I think we said it from the beginning. We knew Keith could kill us, and, and that was yeah. pretty much it. I mean, we said that going in, and that's kind of how it played out. I, I said at the beginning, like, man, I was, Keith can play. 
If you shut Keith down, I don't see any path that they win. No path to victory if Keith isn't the one beating us. Um, and Keith was feeling it. You know what I mean? And no one else was really doing it. I mean, uh, Vote got a couple buckets. But you could tell, Rick talked about this, that uh, it seemed like Fremantle got really reluctant once he got his first foul. And you don't know if that was coming from the coaching staff or what it was, but he kind of let Vote push him around a little bit. And he was, and that was, that was pissing me off. I mean, it's a shootout. You got to play tough. Yeah, Fremantle. What do you guys think of Fremantle overall? On paper, it looks like he had a great game. It was, what, 16 points, nine boards? 16 but, and nine, nice. 16 nine. Yeah, very nice. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a stretch, but. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, overall though, what'd you, what'd you think? Because he definitely got a lot of criticism, just mm-hmm. maybe the expectations are so high that if it's mm-hmm. not just an incredible game, it's something we notice. But what do you guys think? People may disagree with me on this and I may sound a little harsh, but I personally think he played bad. Oh yeah. I, he did not play a good game for Fremantle. I'm not going to say he didn't play a good game because, I mean, he had 16 points, nine boards. He got the job done, and he played a big role. But he made a lot of ill-advised passes. He panicked and made, took some very ill-advised shots. He got, he was a little soft on the defensive end um, for a lot of the game. I mean, Chris Vogt should not be able to back him down like that, um, especially after what we saw last year when Zach Fremantle completely bodied him and kind of inserted himself as the father of that of that matchup. Um, so I expected a lot more out of him. Uh, I mean, Chris Vogt was like, it was like four for four from the, um, from the field and they were all pretty damn easy. Yeah. Vote didn't really kill us and Carter stepped up, but about Fremantle though, I think it just shows what the standard of his expectations are at this point. And that, that's um, exactly it. Like, right. it's not like he played, it's not like he played a bad basketball game, but we need him to, I, it was more of the, the head stuff. Absolutely. Uh, I think we're all probably on the same page here. Like, on paper, he still brought a lot of value because he still scored in a way that we needed. He was still a huge mismatch for the other team. He still hit two big threes. And especially in the shootout, one three can be huge. He still put the ball in the bucket, and which you need on this, on this, on this roster. We need, we need to put the ball in the bucket. Uh, but I think, you know, what you saw with your eyes, I mean, he wasn't his best game. Uh, he wasn't the physical player we needed him to be. It was one, like, track down offensive rebound that he should have had that was right in his face that he let the guy below him get. Um, and I thought He's he got body. I know. I thought he got bodied on the glass more than he should have. And honestly, this made me really – this his performance right here made me really thankful that there weren't fans there because I could have seen with the energy of, the, of that stadium, he could have gotten completely out of control. Yeah, especially like, we've seen how he's a very emotional player. Love that. Um, and, but he kind of seemed like he was – even without the fans, he was kind of out of it. Caucasian Jalen Reynolds, question mark? <laughs> That's fair. I didn't even I didn't even think about that comparison. I, I kind of like it. A high I motor Jalen Reynolds, <laughs> a, a coach's son Jalen Reynolds. Uh, yeah. Insert all the superlatives here, but I think he does kind of like clock out mentally, and he's such an emotional player. And I've heard Trav say this. He's like, I'd rather have the guy that I have to rev down than have to rev up. But there are times where it's like, dude, you, like you're way too valuable to this team to be taking yourself out of games mentally and be slapping the backboard for no reason. As much as like it's a stupid technical in that game in particular, it, there's just no reason for it. But I think, like you said, and it's kind of he had the opposite game of, of Jason Carter, who didn't do much on the, on the stat line. But God damn, did he bring a shit ton of value. He single-handedly shut down Chris Vogt. And, and like, that, was a, that was a beautiful move by Travis. Like, absolutely incredible move to get your more defensive big, even though he lacks a little bit of height. That was um, all they wanted to do was feed Chris Vote. 
I mean, yeah. if it wasn't Keith Williams, you could tell all they wanted to do was swing the ball around and feed Chris Vogt. And, and Jason Carter fronted the shit out of him. And if he didn't front the shit out of him, he made, it, he made him catch it super, super high out. And Vogt could do useless. anything that he wanted to do. I think, I think he got one little hook and body and a little hook over him. And I think he might have gotten one other play. But other than that, it was just those two dunks that he got when Freeman let him do whatever the fuck he wanted. Um, and that was pretty much it. I mean, Vogt was almost a non-factor. Vogt had one rebound. Jason Carter absolutely did his job and then some. Vote, I think Carter had a similar game to Kaiser Gates' junior year where Kaiser didn't have a ton, but he shut down Gary Clark, who was one of the only players we were worried about. Like, huge game from Jason Carter. Massive game. And as someone who, like, last season we were kind of questioning, what is your role here? This year, we absolutely know that he is our dirty – Great guy. <laughs> our, uh, the, he's our the, coop. The guy that does the nasty stuff. He's our coop, dude. And he's a low ego. He doesn't need he doesn't need to score to be okay, which you need, honestly. On especially on a team like this that has like the dudes that we have that are trying to put the ball in the basket. Like it's just nice to have that guy that's like gonna do the dirty work, do the stuff you need to win games, and he's gonna be okay if he doesn't take five shots. You know what I mean? He's cool with a six point stat line. Um also leading the big east in rebounding right now at nine point two a game. Dude's rebounding the hell out of the ball. And even when he wasn't, he was clearing the whole fucking paint. Uh, like my boy, Brian Griffin, whose stock is rising as well. We need that to boy him more. clears the fucking paint out. I fucking love it. Dude, dude, like, he is our backup center, and I fucking love it. And then he had that massive swat in the second half. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I yeah, that was nice. about creamed when I saw that. <laughs> he does a little bit of everything. It was, it, was a, it was during a point where, you know, UC was going on a little run. And then they had another – they got an offensive rebound and then had um, and then had another shot close, but Brian Griffin came out – And it was a beautiful play side. by Keith Williams, that give and go, like that little touch pass right oh, back yeah. to the baseline. I was like, oh, shit, that was gorgeous. That's going to be a beautiful bucket. And BG was having none of it. Really, player by player, I mean, especially the new guys. I, I don't know about you guys, and I think we had a chance to win without, the new, without all the – like the three, the fresh blood that we had but they might've made the difference. I mean, with the energy of the team, the, the two massive threes from Kunkel, I mean, Colby Jones, Colby Jones is a dude. Those, he was in quarantine for 10 days, really probably wasn't playing basketball. He's probably just in his room doing pushups and comes out of nowhere, plays like a Josh Hart type of player, immediately goes on to Keith Williams, shuts him down. Colby was invaluable. And like, he really didn't even light it up on the stat sheet, but he lit it up. No. And, like he hit that, uh, like just that watching timely play, pull up mid ranger. That was that was so beautiful. That that follow through just made me throw my it, head back. And his shot is gorgeous. It, it was and, so and then great. too, just the heads up plays, man. He had a couple gorgeous passes, and he's just so tall he can pass over defenses, which is super fucking valuable. And then I love like the heads up play. He would just get the ball in an outlet and just take his take two seconds and hits Fremantle, you know, streaking deep, getting behind the defense for that easy two. I was like, that's a hell of a play for a freshman in his first game in the shootout. Hell of a fucking play. Uh, and then, too, I thought me and Julie were talking about this. In the, in the meat potatoes of the second half, he was bringing the ball up for like seven minutes. A freshman small forward was bringing the ball up and was your point guard for seven minutes in the, in the middle of the second half in the shootout. First game. And that's something we need, like, uh, especially after the um, EKU game when we struggled breaking the press. He's a guy who's going to take care of the ball. He's a very heady player. And I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna out, go out there and break ankles, but he's not gonna he's gonna take care of the ball and not like, let it get it taken away taken away from him. Like he's a guy that I trust with the ball, and that's huge out of a true freshman in his first fucking game. Josh Hart Light, the people are talking, and then too, I don't want to break down every single individual player. Um, 
But uh, I thought Dwan Odom was incredible. I thought Dwan Odom bounced back after one of his worst games this season. EKU didn't let his confidence get, get taken from him. And he, I thought he, you know, had his moments in the first half. He had a couple turnovers. But, man, he honestly – and I thought Rick Rowing brought up a great, a great point. He put the game on ice, a freshman point guard. Five I mean, with his free throw line. shooting oh, and definitely. just – and they could not stop him off the dribble. I mean, and they knew what they were doing. You would see him catch, and he'd have five, six feet of space, and they still couldn't do anything about it. And some of those times he got fouled, I think next year he's making those and ones. Um, but he, they had they could they had nothing to do when he got a screen. They had no chance with him going downhill. No one could guard him on that team. No chance. He's definitely not playing like freshman. None of the freshmen for Xavier, you would look at and be like, yeah, this guy's fresh out of high school. Like everyone's right. looking, I think, exceeding expectations, at least personally. When do no you say doubt. so? No doubt. I think everyone's contributed, which is tough, especially now that you have 10 players. I mean, uh, other than C.J. Wilcher, who was in his first game. Um, I, I think, like you said, I think the individual pieces absolutely are, are beyond expectations, other than maybe the one exception of Kiki Tandy. I think he's the only one that hasn't met my personal yeah, yeah. expectation. And he's averaging 11 and a half points, but it, I just don't think what you've seen on the court. I thought he was going to be your third best player this year. Which that, that's kind of encouraging. I did too. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say a uh, couple minutes ago, you talked about having to rev people up and rev people down. I almost feel like Kiki's a guy you have to rev up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's, I, I don't know what it is, but maybe it's just overlooking things or looking too far into things, but it almost seems like if something's not going exactly how you'd think it would, maybe misses shots. It's almost like, I don't know if the confidence is gone or not as mentally engaged. Right. Yeah. We saw that with former Xavier teams. I'm sorry, Andy. Um, But I don't think we are looking into it. I mean, there's a reason he didn't start. I mean, he was, he's your most explosive scorer on the roster yeah. and he's not starting. I mean, there's a reason for that. And Snow said that. He's like, do you think Xavier wanted to start a freshman point guard? Like, that was not part of the plan. But he's out playing Kiki every day and Kiki doesn't bring it. And I think, um, like you said, he has superstar potential. You've seen it in multiple games. He's either a superstar or kind of a, no, a no-show. And the thing that gets me is just showing up mentally. I mean, there's so many things that you can – like a Jason Carter, like, you know, he, he has limitations on offense. He has some, some skill limitations, but he brings it. But with Kiki Tandy, it's just like the Olay defense and just like – just you, you got to show you care, man. Like that's the kind of stuff that's hard to excuse, um, and we need him. I mean, he's the most explosive scorer on the roster. Um, but, I mean, he's a sophomore. I, I don't think it's too, too early. And I think also, too, some of that stuff's overblown. Like he's just a low-demeanor guy. Like he's just a very calm, kind of like a two Holloway-esque kind of presence, like where they don't much. show a lot of emotion. Yeah, like – so I wouldn't look into that too much, but I think from the on-the-court stuff, you can take – you can take that away when there's just defensive lapses, you know, just taking plays off, um, just getting caught in no man's land on defense. That's kind of stuff that you can see and needs to, needs to be fixed. But um, luckily now you have a multitude of weapons. Which that, this game, one thing that's ahead. kind of encouraging about this team is, you know, Kiki had a bad, bad game. But like, we were fine. But we were that's probably, what's we crazy. Guys like Nate Johnson came in and he mm-hmm. brought the emotion and hit some – Hit two huge threes, Nate one right huge. before the ha- half to give us a halftime lead. Nate's and, been the third best player on the team to this point in the season, hands down. And that not even close easily. And um, that that kind of shows how uh, valuable Adam Kunkel's going to be because um, you know Kiki, he's our most explosive so- scorer, he's our best shooter, but Adam Kunkel is going to be our most reliable shooter. He's like when we need one, he's going to be able to get it. That release Kiki, is quick as fuck. Jeez, so those corner threes, pure. like, holy shit. Kiki's going to have his bad games. 
We know that. It is going to happen. Xavier fans, it's gonna, that's something to get in your head right now. There are going to be games where Kiki is just a non-factor. We saw it on Sunday. But we have other guys that are going to step up. We are not – we don't have to rely on our, our, on our best shooter and our most explosive scorer. We have guys like Paul Scruggs, guys like um, Nate Johnson, guys like Adam Kunkel, guys like Cole Wilcher. Jones. And C.J. Wilcher, I mean, did, did he score on Sunday? He didn't score. He took he one score. three, but it wasn't that kind of a game to get Wilcher integrated well, and, and that, with what he does. one thing. I was, I was very um, excited about what I saw from Wilcher because literally the first time he touched the ball – he jacked up a three. It was and a he good looked good on too. defense. He didn't yeah. like. He, he's he's super engaged. But uh, I think that's the, cl- the the clear value of these three additions. Is it gives you options. I mean, you're not just because it feels like at times, if if Nate and Kiki aren't hitting threes, the offense really stalls. You know, and now it's like you've got Kunkel, you've got jo- you got Jones, and you have Wilcher, who are all offensive weapons, especially Wilcher and. Um, I'm sorry, Wilcher and Conkle from deep, which just opens up the offense like crazy. And that's what you saw with Dwan Odom. Dwan Odom had all the world in the all the room in the world. Same with all Paul Scruggs, all, all the world in the room. They had all the world in the room, uh, Scruggs and Odom to go downhill. And Scruggs was just making everyone pay. I mean, this game came down Scruggs to Paul Scruggs. Awesome. Nate Johnson was the second best player and kept us alive, especially in that first half. You know, with his balls in the wheelbarrow, just taking taking and making tough shots. That fast break ill-advised three, oh which my God. had every coach screaming, no! And then that no! one off the, off the catch, I mean, where he caught it super low with a couple seconds on the shot clock, massive shot. Um, and then he had that beautiful, like, behind the, behind the back dunk, or behind uh, back door dunk, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, Nate, yeah. was, Nate was huge, and he has been all season. Um, but this game came down to the seniors, Paul Scruggs and Keith. Uh, Keith something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, irrelevant. Yeah, it's irrelevant. They lost, but it, that's what it came down to. And I thought I think Scruggs was in his bag. I mean, he's he was showing off. He's like, I'm the I'm the best player in the city. This is my this is my city, my team. And he, honestly, man, he did, and that was cool. It was cool to see him have his senior moment. Like Q had the this is my shit moment. He had the this is my city moment. That was dope. But I thought it it came down to that. And he went downhill all game long. He made beautiful passes all game long. Did everything he wanted to do. And then it came down to free throws at the end. And Keith had two. With the one and one to keep them alive, missed them both. Scruggs hit his to put it on ice, and that was it. And but I mean, it, but like I said, Dwan Odom went five, five of six. Odom was huge. Did you see that dude that responded um, to like someone said Dwan Odom had a had a great shootout, and um, someone responded if Dwan could make free throws, then I would say yeah. Shot six of eight. Yeah, he, and a freshman. A what? Especially he hit the big ones when they mattered too. Like <laughs> yeah, like that's just stupid. Dwan was fantastic. Dwan was absolutely fantastic. But, yeah, I mean, it was just – it was fun just seeing Scruggs get his moment. And uh, I thought this was such a big opportunity, just looking more big picture as far as the series is concerned. I was like, man, I think we have the better team. It's not, like, runaway better, but we are, I, I think, without, uh, without doubt, a better, more skilled basketball team. Um, I was like, they played one fucking game. There's no fans. I was like, this just feels like an opportunity we can't afford to give up in this series. Like, going back to Cintas next year, I think that was a big win for the series in, in – as far as that's concerned, and the dynamic of the shootout. It, it'll give us another great opportunity to take three in a row. It felt like, it, 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 honestly, and it felt like too good an opportunity to, to squander. I mean, like, no fans. They played one fucking game, which is fucking stupid, by the way. And I do not understand that. And then they wanted to bitch about it. Like, I, I don't hate John. I really don't hate John Brandon. I, I wish I did, and I've tried to, and I don't like his face or his voice, but he's a good guy. Um, at least he seems like an okay dude. But he was kind of bitching about it postgame. I'm like, you're the CEO of the basketball program. You chose to play one game before your biggest game of the season. 
I just don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Uh, and it was the Xavier's advantage, and UC fans are bitching about it. I'm like, that was on your guys's – that was on your administration. Yes. They made that call. Start, start a Cincinnati Invitational. It's not that hard. Right. And honestly, Ohio State had to back out of theirs as well. That would have been a perfect opportunity to get a tough game in before the shootout. They both needed a game. Yeah, I don't – but, I mean, they had they had chances. Like, they were talking about how Brandon's phone is ringing like crazy. Like, hey, can we play you? You guys want to get a game going? And he's like, no, they didn't want to get anything on film. So, bold strategy. We'll see how it pays off for him. Narrator, it did not pay off for him. And uh, even, in, um, even in their game against uh, Lipscomb, the, like, they were throwing sets that they don't typically uh, – Yeah, it was a whole zone. Throw. They played a shit ton of zone against them. Like, that does not give you a chance to prepare for Xavier, like, at all. Like yeah, I get that you don't want to um, put out film, but film doesn't fucking win games. You have to get used to like, especially when you're playing one game before your biggest game in the non-conference slate. They, like, you have to get guys used to working together. And there were times where they seemed off, especially when they they mm-hmm. have a lot of transfers too. Like, I think it showed for Xavier down the stretch too that they knew who their best player was and they had a little bit more identity. Because I think I mean I think of Nate Johnson in his second game. I don't think he would have had anywhere near the confidence or anything to shoot those kind of shots and step well, up like Nate he Johnson's did. Johnson's second game was really bad with us. And he was integral. I mean, he was huge in that game. Without Nate Johnson, we'd have won that game. Um, there, there are a lot of people you can say that about. Nate Johnson's definitely one of them. And that's one sure. thing I love about this team is the fact that, you know, we had a ton of newcomers and we're a very young team. And there are about five or six guys that made a winning play that we don't sure. win without. Absolutely. A lot, lot, of, lot of stuff to talk about. The game was great, um, and it was just fun watching us win like it always is in the shootout and just the initial bliss. So let's talk post-game. There is nothing to me more fun than, like, the hour on social media after, <laughs> after a win in the Crosstown shootout. Were there any good tweets? Uh, there was one or two. Uh, Coop, any of them stand out to you? Anything on the tweeters? Uh, that- hmm. You know, I'm trying to think. I, you know um... – I can't think of his name. We kept mentioning it, but uh, is it Marcus Malter? Walter Marcus? Walter Marcus? Marcus Marto? Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. But basically, there is this video of uh, Mick Cronin. Um, that one stood out a little bit, but uh, <laughs> and you know, I, I could be wrong, but um, did it seem like UC fans might have been like perhaps a little upset? They they may Maybe have a taken bit. a. a the wrong way. I mean, here we have just two, a college basketball coach congratulating another college basketball coach. Classy move. Uh, on a big win. It was a classy yeah. move. Like here Imagine at Xavier, we're all about class. Imagine getting upset by class. Could not be me. So yeah, our boy Marcus Walters got a video of, of Mick congratulating Travis on the city championship. Just elite level trolling from Marcus Walters. It's just, big time. That, it's that, big time. <laughs> that is big time. He remembers those days when he had hair. Um, Absolutely big time from our boy Marcus, and uh, UC fans did not take to that very well. My favorite part of the whole week was just UC fans that were like legit mad at Mick by all that stuff because it's like, come on, like anyone with a brain knows like that this is that's not what that is. But the guy had like forty followers. <laughs> Suck a dick, you fucking two timing piece of shit. Uh, yeah, Mikey sixty seven eighty two with uh, four followers was not happy. Yeah, go, Bear- go Bearcats six seventeen. Not having a good time. <laughs> And then it's just so funny, like like Capel, for example, going at it with dude until like four in the morning. <laughs> like it's just nonstop. Like we're a football school now. Like 
it's just so funny, dude. Like, I love it because over the course of my life, like, UC fans have just gotten quieter and quieter and quieter. I remember when I was a kid, when UC was rolling, like, in the early 2000s, like, we're still, like, they thought they were the shit. Uh, A couple years removed from Kenny Martin and all that bullshit. UC fans were loud as hell. And now, like, every single UC fan that I grew up with never says shit. It's so fucking funny. I just love, like, the whole – just the whole story, like how the script is flipped in, in that well, they've, series. They've gotten to the point where they don't want to play the game anymore. Just that was the thing that got me this year was just the pure defeat. Like they're like, this is embarrassing. Why are we even playing this game anymore? Like, like we have like, what are we doing? Like they have our number every single year. Like some of those posts were just, I mm, like the Glenn Davis gift, just mm, Bearcat in tears, bro. Like gobbling those motherfuckers down, bro. Like the, the that was what was getting me this year. Oh my God. It's just the best. Those couple hours are just fucking fantastic. And obviously the bad guy, Travis Steele, um, going into Dana's dropping two stacks and then Twitter freaking out about that. Like he was in there for five seconds. Super spreader. (laughs) Super spreader. Just met her. Um, hardly even know her coop. Let's, let's not rush into things here. Uh, but I mean, but obviously just a bag move. So here's my thing with Trav. Does it double every year or does he add a K every year? So ooh, I think he adds a K every year. So ah, he should if he, double. If he, if it's you know three in a row, I'm thinking three thousand. It'd be nice if he doubled up though. That'd be like that'd be some stonks. That'd be some stonks if there ever stonks. Imagine like twenty wins, he's dropping like six to four K. At one point, he's gonna have to start <laughs> uh, rooting for us to lose. Honestly, I bet he doesn't mind spending that money at all. He doesn't, I doesn't, but at some point, if you keep doubling, yeah, it, for, oh, if you double it for sure, it. he's like, oh shit, I'm not trying to drop a hundred. They'll, they'll have to. Uh, They'll have to renegotiate his contract and have like an incentive for beating UC that outweighs yeah. the donation he makes to Dana's. Fair enough, which I think would be more than welcome. They should double what he has to pay. They should double his double. Xavier should. Um, I'll start, I'll start uh, donating to that fund right now. I'll at Mario Mercurio. I did the math, though. Him spending 2 k at Dana's is like me spending 50 bucks. <laughs> it's nothing to him, dude. <laughs> it's nothing. And that's just my broken anchor pay. <laughs> just kidding. That'd be like me spending negative $5 million. <laughs> at, like, I'll, I'll send you our broken anchor pay. I'll send you that. <laughs> it's like not Wolf You show me a pay stub for $35,000 and I quit my job right now. <laughs> Yo, sometimes, some way we got to hustle with that pay stub. Um, but it's just the best, man. Like the boards are, I don't really go on the Bearcat boards, but I do like getting shared, like the stuff that they're saying over there. And just, God, the defeat. And just that, that fan base just makes it so easy. They do all this bullshit and dig themselves a mountain. Dig themselves a mountain. Yeah, that, that's, not <laughs> that's, an ge- that's not geologically correct. Yeah, they build themselves a valley, and then they, <laughs> and then they get pissed when we like call them on their shit. And it's just the best, man. Like, that fan base is something else. What's that, um, that, that dude that was bitching about Travis going into the bar for, you know, 10 minutes. The Villanova like, fucker? No, oh, no, no. Yeah. I'm talking about the um, UC. The UC oh, okay. The, I'm not going to name names, um, but this dude's had some very bad takes in the past, and he, he definitely – he clearly emotionally has an emotional hate for Xavier and lets it get in the way of his um, takes. I would know nothing about that. <laughs> You're saying no, bias is getting in the way of too. tweets? 
yeah, it, like, it's just wild. It, the, 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 the craziest come out of the woodworks for those couple hours, and it's just the best. I absolutely love it. I don't want to get tagged. I don't want to get involved in the conversations because it's just fucking shenanigans, but I do enjoy seeing it. And uh, I got put in favoriting jail because I was liking so much shit. <laughs> it's just a good time. That's, that's when you're having a good time when Twitter puts you in favoriting jail. So, slow down there. You're just liking too much. I know. It's great. I, I, <laughs> I don't regret any of them. Any more shootout stuff? Anything at all? Any Bearcat tears, anything that stood out before we move on and talk about Larry Bird for the Oklahoma Sooners? <laughs> I just I, – they on the, on the boards, they were having a complete meltdown. I just loved seeing that. They like, – I, I love seeing th- things like we should not play the game anymore. Um, I, I love the tweet that said Cincinnati is still a better basketball team than Xavier is. Um, and, like, you By know, what they metric? literally just played – yeah, about thirty lost. minutes ago, and you oh, lost. I know the one you're talking about. Okay, could be my talking last... about women's. In all fairness, we don't know. <laughs> could be. You never know, Andy. Uh, they might win the city championship. Uh, I think chance. the uh, <laughs> that'd be big time. But the last thing that I can think of that was really funny, <laughs> I think my favorite thing uh, uh, post game, other than obviously the the goat video, was Nate Johnson's fucking uh, Instagram caption. <laughs> If I oh wanted, if God. I wanted to play with kids, I'd have some of my own. I was like, God damn! Xavier players were owning it up, especially on Instagram. Like Paul Scruggs' post, yep. the location tag was my city. Yep, yeah, that, I thought that was dope. But I mean, like, we got a little cocky for what it was because we were in the danger zone there with like what was it, five six minutes down like six or so. We weren't, yeah. and our offense completely stalled. I remember Julie and I were like shaking i was like oh fuck man like we're in the danger zone it's time to go now but then i think i tweeted like this is where big time players step up and then that was right where paul did his thing and took the game um but god that nate johnson shit was so fucking funny (laughs) yeah uh definitely not lacking confidence that nate johnson (laughs) i love it you know that gif of like fucking kobe after like he drains a three and he's going down the court and he's just like juggling his balls like that was in my head like nate like after every single shot i'll have to send it to you yeah, Kobe, like, after a big shot, he's, like, he's got his arms down to, like, his knees, and he's just, like, pretending, like, juggling his balls. It's the fucking best. Insert uh, South Park wheelbarrow gif here. Um, just great stuff from Nate. I mean, dude's got, dude's got some brass ones. Okay. Are we done with the shootout? Epic shootout. Um, dude, it's a 24-hour, um, 24-7 rivalry. But can we I'm move on? Yeah, we can move on. Got, got to compartmentalize. But last thing's last. It was just great to have it, man. Like, this is something that very well could not have happened. And thank you, John Brandon, for letting us kick your ass. Because yes, you could have definitely, you could have, it honestly would have been kind of fair if he had backed out of the game this year. Kind of. It would have been a bullshit move. It would have been weak. But, like, Mick probably would have. Mick definitely would have. Right. Oh, everybody yeah. knows that. Oh, Literally, yeah. everybody knows that. <laughs> it would have been, like, 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 it been like three hours before the game, like, 14 UC players come down with COVID. <laughs> like, God damn it, Mick. You piece uh, of shit. And Mick would have been like, there are bigger things for us to worry just, about. Just like Michigan. Like, ah, it's in the best safety of our players to back out of this game. Like, sorry. <laughs> safety first. <laughs> Ohio State opens up as a 30-point favorite. Sorry, guys. Like, safety. You know? <laughs> this isn't safe for us. We're worried about the spread, but not the spread of the virus. <laughs> <laughs> worried about the super spreaders. All right, boys. I'm worried about this Oklahoma game. I don't know if you've seen Oklahoma's leading scorer. Dude is Larry Legend 2.0. He's got the stash. He's got the flow. Damn, that dude can I get buckets. I made I, I made my two um, K my player, and <laughs> I while making it's him, I decided life. to 
um, make him look like just a total fucking dork. I did my face scan, put the cheesy mustache, and um, gave him some long, shaggy hair. <laughs> I, literally, that is that is my, like. my player in 2K. That's what it looks like. Yeah. I was, it was like looking in a mirror. Dude's got swag. He's got drip. I fucking love it. Um, Those are always the ones that uh, mm-hmm. you need to look out for. For sure. It's always but, the ugly motherfuckers. But this team's good. A quick little Oklahoma preview. Uh, three players make up 60 points a game for them. Uh, they got some dudes that can put the ball in the basket. I think they're top 15 in Ken Palm offensively. Um, this is one – this is definitely our toughest game of the year. And as much as we say no more mid-majors on the schedule and all that shit to, to point shit at UC, uh, that was a big litmus test for us, winning like a real game, winning a real road game uh, against a, a real non-bottom you know, bottom 100 team. Um, was that, it, that, was that it, probably will end up as a quad one win. It probably will probably end up as a quad one. We'll see what UC has this year. I think they'll be fifth to third, maybe second in the AAC, AAC but we'll see. Yeah, but all you need is – they just need to be top right. 75. Doesn't take much uh, for sure. So that, that'll be a good win for us, I think. Uh, but this is, this is easily your toughest game of the season. Uh, they're number 25 in Ken Palm. Xavier's about 58. 24 in Ken Palm. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Got them. <laughs> appreciate, appreciate it. Uh, quality assurance department. Uh, they said they're top 15 in offense. I mean, which is technically right. They're actually top 14. If we're being Thank you. Thank you again, Andy. The guy. Fact checking. Thank you so much, Andy. You're really doing the Lord's work tonight. Thank you for correcting that one spot out of 360. Uh, right, you that, were just wrong. Like I, Andy I was right. You were wrong. Blat- blatantly wrong. Stop the count. Uh, yeah, it's all bad. It's, it's all fraud over here. Um, cap is cap is fraud confirmed. Captain um, fraudulent. Captain Frotch. <laughs> That's a new burner I'm creating. Uh, but this is a really good team. Uh, I'm not saying UC's not, but 60 Ken Palm is not the same as 25. And not Ken Palm is everything, but I think Oklahoma's really, really good. Um, they beat TCU, who's a solid team uh, at TCU, I think. Uh, so this will be a huge litmus test. I think if Xavier wins this game, I think they're going to be on the national scene as a legitimate, legitimate team this year. I think this is a big national perception game. Uh, if, if we end up winning this game, I think Seth Davis's tweet will become valid. Like the, maybe Sweet Sixteen, Sweet Sixteen contender. I would say like if I'd say I, I typically say there are about twenty teams that can make a Final Four that are capable of making a Final Four, um, because especially this early in the season. So my my ceiling for this team really rises if we end up knocking off Oklahoma. Now we were asked yeah. a couple weeks ago who we think who we thought would be our first loss um we we both said oklahoma mm-hmm. um but so and it's obviously gonna be a very tough game like they they can fill up that bucket super tough game and and we always see like the shootout there's definitely a drop off a lot of times it does seem like this year we'll see we'll see how the players actually play but i think there is an influx of energy just with the new players um just hearing hearing the way travis Steele's talking about the team it does seem like they're really like fuck the shootout i don't care like onto Oklahoma, like they seem like they're really, really tuned into Oklahoma games. So we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm anticipating Xavier to come out and play. I think we, I think we will lose if I had to pick. Um, but I'm interested to see what we have, man. It feels like we got a brand new team on our hands, man. Like it felt like a different feel with the with the added three players, bro. I'm excited. That's definitely, a huge, huge race to the ceiling. Definitely a deeper, and especially like Adam Kunkel being one of them who we've all knew, we all knew was going to be a dude. And I didn't think and... this year, man. I thought we were not going to see Kunkel this year. I thought there was zero chance. Right. And now it's just a matter of time before we get Ben Stanley. Completely different team at this point. Like, the team completely flipped within a week. It, it feels like a different roster. So, I can't wait to get back out there and see what we look like and just watch this team grow. Uh, and I think we honestly – I think I 
mentally had like downplayed the value of like Colby Jones, CJ Wilcher, Adam Conkle, um, and just the depth and the added options. We really had a seven man rotation. We had one guard slash wing to bring off the bench. That's tough, especially with all the games we've been playing. So I'm excited. I just can't wait to get back out there. I love this roster. I love this roster. There's going to be games where they piss us off and we're really young. We have a lot of newcomers, but I love this roster. And I think it was also a big uh, step in the right direction for identity. Like this is Paul Scruggs' team. Oh, absolutely. He really oh, took charge. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Coop. You're good. But uh, I heard Travis Steele on uh, his, uh, his show with uh, Byron and Joe talking about how, you know, when Trayvon Blewett was there and he was a senior, everyone turns towards him. They know who the best player is and who should have the ball. And he said it's kind of, at least in the UC game, kind of how it was. You know, everyone's aware Paul Scruggs is the guy. Get him the ball and let him do his thing. Let him take over. He was in alpha mode, dude. That was fun to see. Like, he was in absolute alpha mode. Like, you could see. It's fun, it's fun when you can, like, watch the swagger. Like, he just knew, like, this is my game. Like, I'm taking the shit. There was no doubt about it. And I think that's huge for this team. I, I think there's times where he's kind of just, like, deferred a little bit. And I do think, like, Tandy's a more explosive scorer. Fremantle, absolutely, like, incredible, incredible talent. But this year, it's Paul Scruggs' team. He's been through the battles. He's been through the wars, like – Fremantle was decent last year, but he was, what, eighth or ninth in the rotation? Like, he was not a dependent-upon player. Scruggs was always the guy. When Najee wasn't playing, I mean, he would, he would score, like, 28 points. Like, he was always the guy, like, hey, if everyone else is down, like, this is my, this is my team. Like, I'm taking over. He's always been that guy. So, I, I, this is Paul Scruggs' team. I think that was huge for the identity piece. And this is a big game, and I think this can, can carry a lot of momentum going into the Big East play. We start off against Providence um, on the road, but uh, you, you got to be excited about what you saw. And I don't think, like, I'm not overreacting, but I don't think you should underreact either um, to what we saw on the court. And I think that the Oklahoma game would be a big win, especially more for national perception. I don't think it is a huge thing as far as how good this team gets over the year. Um, but I think it would be a big win for the national perception, being 7-0, and two big wins. Oklahoma's a legit top 30-ish, top 35-ish team. Um, we're already receiving votes and that kind of stuff. So I think it'd be good for us after a couple years of it not being the case. <laughs> it's nice. It's, I, I can't lie. It's nice seeing us in like bracket projections and shit now and like receiving votes. Like, I can't lie. It feels good. Is, is it really that important? No, but it feels I never, good. Never take, never take, uh, <laughs> um, I always take AP uh, voting yeah, it's with, shit. Like, with a grain of salt. It's completely, but it feels good completely irrelevant, but it's nice having it's, a number next to your name, though. Yes, it it's is nice. It's cool. Can't tell me it doesn't feel good. Yeah. And then, that's too, like, you know, it's those... supposed to feel as a savior fan, right? Yeah, exactly, right. If it ain't feeling good, why are you doing it? And uh, it's really nice to um, see, a, see our team playing above their, their expectations, playing sure. above their, their original projection. Because the last two years, has not, it's not been the case. No, that's, and that's just not what we're used to. And then, too, you know, those stupid fucking maps. Like, yeah. there's nothing as a fan that pisses you off more than those stupid-ass fucking maps when it doesn't have your team on it. But there might be nothing that feels better than those stupid-ass maps when your team is on it. Hey, like, I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed X buying a little real estate on that map. Didn't hurt my feelings. I did, what I hate more than that is the maps that come out, and it's, like, just literally a map of all the college basketball teams, and it puts Xavier in, like, the middle of Ohio or something, like, just below Ohio State. Yeah. Like didn't even take the time to see where it was. <laughs> Dude, can't even do a little bit of geography. Yeah, they're those maps put it are, in its own city. They're the most bullshit <laughs> like thing 
like I think in college basketball, like social media, like those stupid, and then like the stupid, like best team in each state before every year, like those things suck. They're never accurate. Sometimes even when we were the best team, I was like, eh, we're kind of down this year. It's I think that might be a little better. Um, they just picked whoever the best team last year was, but like, they just yeah. suck, dude. It's a cool looking graphic, but they're terrible. Um, Cap's not I, a big map guy. We're not big. We're not big. Anti-geography. We are not big. No, not geography stands around here. Boys, dig dig yourself a mountain. <laughs> dig yourself a mountain. Build yourself a valley. Uh, fuck geography. All my homies hate geography. Every single homie. Boys, this was a damn good pod, man. I think just like Xavier Musketeers, we injected a lot of energy into this podcast. Keyword injected. Uh, I think this is a big podcast, Coop. I think that you're an instant uh, instant chemistry over here. So you like chemistry, just not geography. Facts. We like some science. <laughs> we do. Okay. Okay. We do like to educate the people a little bit at home. Just a little yeah. bit. Like, did you know that the sun is a star? People forget that. Do you have sources? Okay. Um, I do have sources, but it's the same guy that told me Najee Marshall was getting drafted by every NBA team. So, a little iffy. Mm. <laughs> Andy does not verify his sources. <laughs> Andy, you, yeah, dude, I wish you were Sir Yacht because he'd be tweeting out fucking everything. Andy does not give I a shit. I wish I was out too. Oh my god, I know, don't we all? Uh, dude, nothing but great stuff, man. Like, I, I think this, I think this went well. I think it was nice. I think I definitely felt like more of a shot clock in my head than before. Like, Andy, I don't know if you felt it, but I was like, I got a little bit of shot clock. You know what I mean? Like, we can't just play the four corners offense here. As if your girlfriend saying, if you're not in this bed by eleven o'clock, um, then I'm cutting your nuts off. That's not enough of a shot clock. That's a win-win. <laughs> that's a win-win that's a win-win brother that's assault brother uh but but anyway boys i had a good time hope you had a good time coop did you get enough shots tonight yeah yeah i we, think so we're not gonna have any problems well, in the locker room I'm a, uh we'll see you got to keep your distance six feet but okay. uh like i said i'm a, I'm a pass first type of guy okay short shorts yeah could have a stockton around Depending. are you baggy fan yeah uh, look, that's to be discussed, but, okay, uh, all right. you know, we'll talk about that on the like my, yeah. my, 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 uh, my coats and stuff, you know, I, I wear, I wear a medium, but okay. I'm a, I'm a medium guy, top and bottom. But anyway, yeah. before, before we get off and if you're wondering about the mailbag, there's, you know, it's Christmas time. Like we think there was like a, uh, you know, some, some mail discrepancies and came a little late. Um, so we're scared. I work in customer service um, on an, in an online brag. store. I can confirm that USPS sucks this time of year. Yeah, so check back with us, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you about the mailbag. You're a return Boys, sender. I had fun. Let's get the fuck out of here, Andy. Uh, let's throw the roll blob out there. I had a fun time. People, rate, subscribe, review, do the shit, talk about being horny. Uh, shouts to Tyson Tate. Shouts to Marcus Walters. Shouts to the Bear Kitties. You want to put a bow on it, boys? Yeah, shout out Mick Coney. <laughs>